0: Ladies and gentlemen, episode 48, Talking Shop Podcast. I'm Coach Ballgame. I got Chad Chopper here, and today's a little bit different. Today is about dad. Um, our guy, Nick Punto, is with us right now, and he's, he's a legend in himself, a local legend in Southern California, played 14 years in the bigs, um, World Series champ. He's in the Saddleback College Hall of Fame, uh, and he's a great friend of mine, and I love the dude. Um, he's got a, a legendary coach of a dad uh, that just passed away uh, this week, and Nick wanted to come on, and he wanted to talk about dad. And, and I can't think of a better place, better podcast, where all we try and do is talk to dads about being a better dad and being a better coach um, I mean this is the spot and uh, Nick, I, I'll let you have the floor on um, on Lou on our man Lou so I I don't really know how else to start by uh, but by asking um, when did he first start coaching you brother? Well <clears throat> first of all ballgame. That's a great lead-in.
1: I'm absolutely <clears throat> excited, thrilled, and a lot nervous about talking about dad right now. Um, but I, don't want, I wouldn't want to do it on any other platform but yours, buddy. He, uh, <clears throat> you two, I've been telling him like, you, that he's got to meet you, that you're doing all the right things, all the things that he believes in, all the things that his foundation is about. Um, his foundation is, is about the kids. Like if the kids aren't having fun, then what are we doing out here? And that's what I see with you out there with the kids. There's no doubt about it. They're having a blast. They're having a good time. They're learning baseball from a guy, a smart man from Brown university that not only knows baseball really well, but he's artistic and he brings that into the game. And these kids are just so blessed to have you. And I, oh, I want to start with that, buddy. I really honor, do,
0: man. Well, I mean, it, uh, we played, we played some golf and, and I think half the time we talked about your dad. And, and one of the things you mentioned is you got to meet him. You two are, are from the same tree and he gives all these kids nicknames. Uh, let's start there, man. I mean, what, what, uh, when did you first notice that he started engaging kids and and making the game fun by by calling them nicknames it was you know for as far as i can remember um he did it
1: one i think he did it just because there's just too many kids to remember you know he had four or five teams uh his first organization was the osb old school baseball and uh, you know he had five, I think, teams that he had to watch. And if he didn't nickname them, he wasn't gonna remember him. That was his thing. <laughs> so uh, he loved the nicknames. The kids love the nicknames. I mean, the kids, his kids now are adults. The, his first, you know, his first, uh, you know, couple of years, those kids are grown adults now. And they, you know, they're reaching out to me on Instagram, uh, you know, asking me about Pops and how he's doing. And it's it's the nicknames that I go to my dad when I was out to tell my dad about people that were talking about him. Um, It was always the nickname and he got it. He understood who it was, where they were, when it was. Um, He just had a heart of gold and he loved being able to know each and every one of his players. Amazing. Chopper, I'll throw it
2: to you, brother. Yeah, it's, it's something we talk about where everyone gets caught up in accolades, but really for, for us, it's about legacy, right? So for your dad, um, his legacy is all these, these players and these nicknames that he's, he's left behind, but he's still impacting these lives. Uh, that's amazing. Do you think that's something he did intentionally or is just, that's just who he was? Like he was going to love on others and he was going to make it fun. And he was going to really have that empathy and that joy towards others. He did. I mean, it was
1: absolutely a fun thing. Uh, you know, I think growing up in the Bronx, everybody had nicknames for everybody. Um, growing up in that melting pot that he grew up in, he brags about that all the time and everybody had nicknames. Um, I think it comes from an endearing place for sure. If you know, to know Lou is, is, is love. My dad was all love. And, uh, <clears throat> he, uh, unfortunately, you know, this is why I'm here, you know, with coach ball game. I, you know, I, kind of announcing that we did lose my my father we we lost him it was a tough really really long tough week um being by his bedside every day with my sister and all my family in town and uh all these friends that are around that are trying to come around and uh the community I live in which is Ladera Ranch as you guys know um has just been incredible with you know you know just showering us with love and uh Condolences for for Pop. So, um, <clears throat> gosh, yeah, I don't know. It's just my world's upside down right now. But I, I did want to, uh, you know, say thank you to all my neighbors and all the the eight hundred texts that I haven't got back to. I'll, I promise Unreal. I'll get back to those at some point. And uh, my father did love every single one of you that has reached out. Um, and it's going to be different. It's going to be a different world without him. Um, I'm looking forward to, <clears throat> to making him proud, like making him proud. I thought of you guys this morning when I woke up, I said, what would my dad want to be doing? What, what would he want me to be doing? And it was probably the same thing he did. Make, make kids love the game of baseball. Make kids play the game right. Make kids enjoy missing a weekend baseball tournament to go hang out with their family at the beach. It's not all about this travel ideology that if you're not playing enough baseball, you're not going to make it to the, you know, on your high school baseball team or your college baseball team. I think, you know, you and I chopper, we, we played travel ball. We did all that stuff, but I think we had more lives than these kids today. And that's what you and ball game really get a good point across. It's like, it's not all about just baseball and, playing as much as you can and striking as many people out as you can and hitting home runs it's it's about loving the game of baseball playing the game right and uh adding adding value where you can and you guys are doing a great job with that yeah thanks bud
2: yeah i i agree with you uh for me baseball was an escape right um and it's so cool to hear that your dad was pouring into that for kids where they could come there and it was going to be a safe place it was fun it was engaging he was going to teach them to play it the right way and I'm sure there was accountability baked into that equation but he did it through love and that's why you know at the end of the day so many people are reaching out to you with like dude your dad impacted me and I, I can't imagine this that's just so special for you and it's hard uh, but we really appreciate you being on with us coach ballgame
0: yeah man I'm gonna cry just as much as you here. I just thinking of the community that he cultivated and the thousands of text messages that you you've gotten uh about Lou how how was he as dad and coach for you because he was your first little league coach but he's also he's your dad so um what, what did he turn it on? Turn it off? What, um, how, how did he kind of marry those two on the little league field? Yeah, we definitely
1: had our our father son bouts, if you will, because I was just as competitive as he was. But at the end of the day, he knew how to calm me down. I was definitely one of the more competitive kids on the field. Um, you know. I couldn't control my emotions at times. You know, I was one of those kids, but he was able to calm me down in the right moments. He was able to wait a day after maybe I had a tough game, struck out a few times. He knew how to just love and not even bring up the game. You know, that that's a great tool for parents that are listening right now. When your kid strikes out three times on a Sunday and definitely was the reason the team lost, don't talk about baseball. Put him in the car, sit him down go get some ice cream. He's beating himself up enough, you know, just give him some love. Like, and and my dad was great at that. He really was.
0: Love that. I love, yeah, we talk about the car ride a lot and we talk about whatever you're feeling as a parent, that kid multiplied by 10, that's the emotions going on in his head, whether it's in the batter's box on the pitcher's mound uh, in the backseat on the car ride home. So the fact that Lou could, Uh, could be such a competitor, but yet uh, understand uh, when to take a day off or when to when to give you a break. I mean, that's, that's the point of this podcast. I mean, that, that is the reason we're speaking right now into this microphone is uh, coaches, dads, moms out there, understand where your kid is, as far as their mental health in that moment. And, and be loving, love on them, love, love the heart. Uh, Chopper says it all the time, win the heart before you win the game uh, or you're going to lose them. And um, man, attaboy, attaboy Lou, uh, wh- what, what kind of uh, messages have you gotten from those kids that he coached um, uh, just as far as his legacy, his impact on them as now they're almost 50 years old? I know you're right.
1: Yeah. His first batches, is yeah, they're coming up on, uh, what 35, yeah. 35 year old kids. So they're reaching out. They're already grown men. They're already, you know, having families and, uh, you know, the, it's, it's not about baseball. It's about who he was. It was about his, you know, where his foundation was just so it was all love. And, uh, Uh, unbelievable coach. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was an unbelievable coach. He was the best coach I've ever had knew the game, the ins and outs of the game as good as anybody, but that took a backseat to the important part as far as I'm concerned. And you guys are concerned and that's love the game of baseball, right? You just love the game of baseball. Then we'll work on the fundamentals. Then we'll work on this stuff because if I lose, if you lose that love, then there, you know, what is there? Like, see you later.
0: Like, you're not going to
1: go play high school baseball. And if you do, you're not going to enjoy it anyway. Right.
0: Everybody we've had on this pod, teach him to love the game before you teach him to play it. Uh, and, and, and then they'll learn how to play it better uh, because they love it. Um, how about grandpa Lou? Uh, uh, we, I, I got to meet your boy at the 2019 uh, all-star game. That's how we met as well. And you guys did an attaboy challenge. Uh, and I got to tell you that I fell in love with you right away, watching you, uh, love on your son and do an attaboy challenge, uh, with your boy. Um, uh, what, a uh, what's your boy going to talk about in, in 40 years about grandpa Lou? The rooster. Yep. So
1: my, my dad nicknamed him the rooster. He's Amazing. kind of, uh, he is, he is a rooster too, boy. When he walks in the room, you know, he's there. Uh, just like my dad, you know, there, it, it's funny, I've always told my dad since the day Rooster was born, that it's like raising you, like, because he's just so stubborn in his ways, knows exactly what he wants, but he's all love. Like, I, it literally, I'm raising my father and at times it's, it's, it's tough because we do butt heads, just like me and my dad did. But uh, I mean, it is it is such a joy. And they had such a great relationship. The Rooster and, and Lou just had such a fantastic relationship. Um, they loved talking baseball, but they also had their love for superstars. <clears throat> so my dad, I grew up not having baseball teams. I grew up not having football teams, basketball teams. He fell in love with greatness. And before he passed, the greatness he didn't miss was Tom Brady. He didn't miss one of his games for the last five years. He recorded them, you know, on the DVR and didn't miss one single game before that it was, uh, Joe Montana, right? So it was Joe Montana, Tom Brady, um, basketball, Magic Johnson. He just fell in love with greatness and, and that those superstars, Mike Trout, right. He followed the superstars, which then, uh, know that kind of he passed that down to me so i i I feel like a front runner because it's always like the suit the greatest superstars are usually winning right they're usually so i've been rooting for tom brady when he was a a patriot and and now when he was a buccaneer he's like you're a front runner Ah. i
0: I guess i kind of am it's good hey i mean uh, you know uh, my favorite my favorite players of all time jordan tiger Uh, you know, (laughs) they're the best for a reason that you have to watch them for a reason. Um, chopper back to you, brother.
2: Yeah. Where did, uh, where did lose love for the game come from? You talked about, uh, he grew up in, in the Bronx. Um, and I know my family grew up out there as well. And my grandmother, uh, she, till she passed, she was recording every Dodgers and every angels game. I was back when it was VHS still. And then we had to teach her about the DVR. Uh, but yeah. where did where did where did Lou's love for this game that he passed on to so many people? Where did that come from?
1: That came from the Bronx, New York. Yeah. Bronx, New York, uh, just you know, growing up playing stoop ball, playing, you know, I don't it's where you're, you know, hitting with the stick, you know, stick ball. You kind of see it maybe in some of those black and whites with like Roberto Clemente, but that was like where his love came from. Um, his grandfather, my grandfather, Emilio Punto, uh was a postman worked worked really hard wasn't totally available but was also a great mentor for my father um and they they played a lot of baseball together when they could but uh yeah just grew up right there in the Bronx he was a really good athlete um he ended up getting drafted by the Boston Red Sox um never did go play because he was also a uh, a lead singer in a band so he got caught up uh Caught up in the 60s, as he likes to say, and uh, just never could make a
2: decision going which which way to go. But
1: uh, just an
2: unbelievable man. What, uh, for our coaches out there, and myself as a coach, what were, if you could, like, for me, I have four kind of pillars of success, right? Run the bases smart, put the ball in play, play catch, throw strikes. What was him as a coach, and you talked about, he's the best coach you ever had. If you could kind of sum it up, which I know you can't, but like, hey, dude, like, if you're going to coach, these are the things you should focus on beyond the make sure they love the game, which is critically important, but fundamentally, where did he kind of align? Well,
1: you know, this is, this is his number one pillar was obsession will always be talent. That's his number one pillar. And that was that was me. You know, I mean, the amount of players that I passed up that were physically more talented than me throughout my career was, was immense. You know, I'm five foot nine. Scouts, scouts were telling me I wasn't fast enough, tall enough, strong enough um, <clears throat> my whole way until until they didn't, until I did make it, right? So, but I always heard that nonsense, and, and he was, Buck, he called me Buck, D- Buck, your obsession will always outbeat the, their talent. You know, and it wasn't that I wasn't talented, I just was obsessed. I was obsessed with being great. Um, <clears throat> and that's different. That's that's. That's the answer for, for me. I, I too, I'll stick to, with that forever that that's going to be, but as far as like pillars on the baseball field, always defense, right? Defense wins ball games. That's his thing. Stay strong in the middle, middle. If you got a great catcher, shortstop, second base, center fielder, we're going to win a lot of ball games. If, if they play great de- defense um, and then be able to do everything offensively, you know, he, he's, he was pretty disgusted by the game of baseball the last yeah. 10 years at DMLB level anyway, Cause he's kind of an old school guy. He wants to see the hit and run. He wants to see the punt. Um, he doesn't like the shift, all that, all that stuff. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was uh, a special, special one. He really was. chocolate.
2: awesome. I, uh, so I, when I was still working in, in major league baseball, I'd come back and work with guys in the off season. So a high school coach like, Hey, can you come work with my hitters, man? They're all working with these guys that are only teaching them to your point, like the home run, the swing and miss. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll come out. They're so hitting off a tee and I had this stud like, three-hole hitter, really good hitter. And he's just hitting rockets, pull side. You know, I'm like, hey, awesome. State championship game, guy's throwing 95, runner on second base, seventh inning, tie game. And I'm not going to call a bun, even though I probably would. I need a ground ball to the right side. Can you do that? Off a tee, couldn't do it. I'm like, dude, like you got to be a hitter, not just someone who can hit. So I guarantee your dad would align with that. Like be a hitter, like be able to do everything. Like what does the situation call for? I love it. I love it. That's your, dad. no, I love
1: it too. Yeah.
2: I love it too. Chopper.
1: That, that's, and that's kind of what, I mean, we're getting off, off subject yeah. here, but like the one guy that I really think is a baseball player and is one of our dear friends uh, is Albert Pujols. Like he never fell in line with, with just one way off a tee. Like he was a hitter and to this day or now that he's retired now, but all the way through, he was not going to strike out. Where like hitters today, they, they think they can just take three hellacious swings and go back to the dugout. There was no, there, there's just not as much pride as there, as there was when you and I
2: were playing anyway. Yeah, the grit dude, hundred percent. And uh, Chris Duncan, who passed away, uh, he talked about Albert off a tee where he's like, dude, this guy in the cage, every swing off the tee is game seven of the world. So he's never seen that level of focus. Or obsession, to your point, to use your words. You're absolutely right. And then when you get guys that are obsessed with talent, that's your Albert Pujols, that's your Michael Jordan, that's your Kobe Bryant, that's your Mike Trout. You know what I mean? But to your point and your dad's point, like if you can fall in love with this game so much that it can be what you eat, breathe, and drink, you can't be stopped. We had Evan Longori said the same thing. Like, dude, if you don't quit and you love what you're doing, you'll pass everybody up. You did it too, Nick. Yeah, um, and that And that's because of your dad. I saw a quote that you had. And I'm curious if you got this from your dad. I'm sure it passed it from someone with your family. We say the same thing in our household, but you said, we never say, I can't in the Punto household. I saw that on one of your tweets. That's a big yeah. deal. That's powerful, dude. Where did that come from? That's him. Yep. Yeah. I can't.
1: No, we don't say, I can't. We say, I will. Yep. Find and a I way. Find a way.
0: I love it. Coach ball game. I love it, Nick. Awesome. Obsession. Too. Obsession will always beat talent. Never heard it until now boy i'm writing a book it's called what my friends have taught me and and lou's going in that book lou just taught me that obsession will always beat talent i i love that so much And, and parents and coaches if you teach your kid to love something then they'll obsess about it uh and then you'll have to beg them to come in from the backyard throwing that ball against the wall um i there's so many moments in your career that Lou um, had to have just been so proud of you and, and, the, and the man that you became, can you pinpoint one or two where, where he just, I don't know, maybe he broke down, maybe he cried, maybe he just gave you some uncomfortable eye contact and said, I am so proud of you, son. <laughs> can you, can you think of well, a moment? Yeah. Or two? I mean,
1: there's so many of them ball game because I didn't share every time there was some sort of incredible moment he was the first phone call you know like unfortunately I did I lost my best friend but um I would say the day I got uh got the call to go to the show chop chopper this you know this is the call this is the one that we've been working for since we were five years old, you know, six years old. When I fell in love with the game, ball game, I fell in love with the game because of a great, unbelievable mentor, coach, just like you. And, uh, <clears throat> whew.
0: Yeah, that's Lou, man. He's up there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's... Uh, he remembers he... the
1: call. He remembers the call. Mm-hmm. It's Triple A baseball. <clears throat> I had a, just an okay season. I hit 230 for the Strand Wilkes-Barre Redbirds. Um, I played unbelievable defense. I led the league in stolen bases. The, our season ends, <clears throat> the Phillies are making a run. They're making a really nice run. They got a chance to, to make it to the postseason, to, to make it to the playoffs. This is in, uh, the year 2001. I'm pretty upset about my season. Cause I hit two twenty nine. I did love how I played defense and I, I you know, I loved what I did on the basis, right? So I I I did a couple good things, had no idea I was going to get called in the major leagues. I didn't deserve it because of the way, you know, the way I hit. It was, it was, that was my thinking. Well, I didn't think that when teams are going have a shot to go to the postseason, they're looking for any asset that's in AAA that might be able to help them. It doesn't matter, you know, money is no object when you have a chance to go to the postseason. So I <clears throat> my manager calls me in mark bombard mark Bang. bombard my play manager unbelievable great reminded me of my father just a sweetheart of a man unbelievable baseball man calls me in the office i'm like what the heck is this about our season's over he's probably just saying you know hope you got you know safe travels everything taken care of well he calls me in the office and says sit down you're gonna need to sit down i'm like oh shoot what i do and i you know i could be one of the, the class clowns so maybe i did something a little bit little bit off for him and he wanted to sit me down well he sits me down he says you're going to the show buck you're going to the show and i lost it i mean i absolutely lost it and i give him a hug and i said i gotta go call my dad i gotta go call my dad and it <clears throat> was when cell phones i had my nokia flip phone you yep. remember those little nokia those. flip phone dollar a minute i think i spent four four minutes and 38 seconds on that phone so i kept it under five minutes um but yeah we uh we cried together and that was that was probably one of our most special moments just that what it took to get there and we did it along the way together you know from age five to age 21 or 22
0: whatever it was when i got called up pretty cool. when dad's your best friend i don't think it gets much better than that I've uh I've heard Joe Buck say the same thing about Jack. Uh he, he was my dad but he was also my best friend and I was his best friend. Um what would you guys talk about when it was just you guys by the fireplace uh you know have, having a cold one or uh, uh what uh Yeah, what were those conversations like just between you two? I mean, in a nutshell, love.
1: In a nutshell, is just love. Like that's what he loved. He he didn't like finances. He didn't like politics. He didn't like money. All he did was lo- he loved his family. He loved his family. He loved sports. He loved athletics. But he didn't. He hated this world we were living in. He hated all this stuff that's going on. I mean, he is love. That's why he's been reached out to. That's why I have one thousand missed text messages you know the emails are pouring in the flowers won't stop it's like the man was love wow. and that's what that's what fireside chats were you know it was about family and love and vacations and you know it, it wasn't it wasn't all that and you know, maybe arguing about some sports and and favorite players and you do got you do both have this in common Roberto Clemente you know man. I'm so, I'm so bummed you don't even understand like I am a little bit bummed that you guys never got to meet
0: a lot more And than. I forgot the fact that you said he was a, a musician and, a, and, a, and an artist, like uh, the fact that he could marry art and and baseball. I mean, that's that's when I knew I could go to a job that, that I loved. Like, I, I don't work. I, I just go to a place where I get to do what I enjoy, you know, play the drums, sing songs, recite poetry. and um, And, you know, my dad, Uh, he, he made sure that I took a path where I would say that at the end of the day, he he would, he would go to work, uh, because he was trying to pay my way through college and he went to a job he didn't like. And he'd let me know that. And, uh, as I started to struggle, uh, you know, trying to pursue my interests and that that's my advice to every kid out there, fail, struggle, enjoy the struggle. You're going to fail a billion times. Uh, but I'm hitting 30 years old and he's still like, Hey, you still chasing, you still chasing those dreams. And, and I was like, I, I guess I am, man. I guess I am. And, uh, he just never pushed me to settle. Um, and so I, 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 I can honestly say, I feel like I've met Lou, you know, even though we didn't get a chance to meet, um, the, uh, I feel them, you know. I just, I, I, I feel. I think I'm going to feel them a lot while I'm coaching, while while I'm working with kids. Um, for some reason, especially when you don't meet somebody in person, when they do pass, it's like you're closer to them after the fact, and and, and that's just. I mean, I think that's going to be my relationship with uh, with Lou. I love General. that. Yeah, yeah. they. I, I believe that too. It's almost like
2: they become saints, right? So like St. Lou is, uh, you know, he's the baseball saint for, for coach ball game and myself too, trying to draw off of that love that we can try to pour onto our kids. Uh, that's the impact he's going to have on me too. Never met him, but just getting to hear what he's about. That's, that's what I strive to be as a coach. And that's evolved. When I first started working with youth, Nick, I thought, Hey dude, I got to be hard on these kids. And like, they gotta, they gotta do it the right way. And I'm going to be tough love. And I remember, calling my assistant coaches aside. I'm talking young kids, dude, it was not the play, like 10 year olds. And I would tell my assistant coaches like, hey I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be hard, but I need you guys to love on I like I knew you needed that love component. but I still thought that I had to I had to drill them the right way, but it's like now like all I talk about is how much I love the kids that I coach and my love for them and my joy is detached from the results. It's unconditional love. I'm gonna love you, I believe in you even if you fail, if you get back up, you're still on the path to greatness, right? even if you do something else, like baseball's not for you, you're loved. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're special and you're awesome. So like, that's Lou. So for me, it took me some time. Uh, And that's my question to you is, was Lou always like that as a coach? Or did he kind of evolve as he got a little bit of realizing what was truly important as far as the joy and like making sure these kids knew they're loved?
1: Yeah, he, he evolved as well. He wasn't, he, he was all love, but yes, he, like I said, he harped him, drilled him. He was, uh, you know, definitely pay attention to details oriented coach. Um, But there was, you know, there, there, he, he was able to say things that I honestly could, I don't think I could say. I I told him, I'm like, dad, I love watching you coach, but I don't know that I can say that he, you know, like one of his kids might like, get missed by a a curveball and he'll be he'll scream like it's okay sweetheart that won't hurt you you'll be okay and like embarrass the kid while he's in the batter's box or a kid will miss one right through the legs and be like did you forget your cup at home like embarrass him on the field like he had his way of saying the thing that was probably the worst thing you could say to a kid in that moment yeah but yet getting that kid to smile it was like so unique like the kid just lost the game for the team or something. And he was able to get the kid to smile, you know, like things. I don't
2: have that personality, but he,
1: he just, like I said, he, he was so much love that everybody knew it. Well, that's well, trust.
2: Well, yeah. And the kids that's know, trust. yeah. The kids know that he, he had that relational equity already. Like they already know coach loves them. So like that could be taken the wrong way. If you don't know that my coach loves me, if you know, your coach loves you, he can say anything. But oh, that's that, that's my guy. You know, that's my guy. I know he's in my corner. I know he's for me. I know he's not against me. I'm not taking anything out of context with him. I know what he's about. He loves me. That's huge. Yep. That's St. Lou. That's yeah, St. Lou. It.
1: That's awesome, Coop. I absolutely love that. And uh, ballgame trust. You nailed it, buddy. They all trusted him.
0: Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's what we try and, and build. Uh, you know, one, once we start looking through the right lens, um, it, it's about building that trust, that relationship, with the person and with the heart and then uh then you can coach like like lou uh what was his nickname did did coach have a nickname sweet lou sweet Sweet Lou, Lou. bang um uh, did did you have to how long did it take before you felt comfortable as a player calling coach uh sweet lou
1: sweet lou i mean sweet lou is what all my teammates called him you know like all my A ball teammates and, and uh you know, my triple A, double A, all my roommates, he would come room with me on the road when I was in the minor leagues because I couldn't afford to put him in a hotel and he was a salesman, you know. So like we were, we weren't that well off. So he would just spend the night with me and my shack up in, in our little tiny little condos and a baller double a and all my teammates just absolutely loved him, you know, and that was a cool thing to get to experience with my dad too, just being a a young adult and, you know, going out for a couple adult beverages and having dinners and just seeing how much my teammates loved him too. So it was validation for the the man I knew I grew up with, but it was very validating to see these other grown man athletes
0: that made it all the way to the minor leagues, get to enjoy him as well. I, I think some of my dad's favorite times as well is just being able to hang with my teammates, high school, college. Like it, he's just a he's a, he's 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 just even more joyous than than normal. And I think this conversation we're having, it I mean, it's going to make me want to call dad today. I think it's going to make a lot of people want to just call call dad and uh, and chat and, and, and love on each other. And, um, you, you have to take the the brunt of that, uh, by, by losing sweet Lou for all of us to get closer to dad. Um, man, I know I don't, uh, I don't have any more questions for you, but, uh, I I'll just ask you, um, what, uh, what's next? what's next for you and 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 the family on uh on on how to honor sweet lou and and just try and uh keep moving forward what's next for you yeah i
1: mean obviously you know it's day by day right now you know
0: i have
1: been reached out to by a lot of people that have lost you know fathers or mothers and, and you know it's it's going to be a roller coaster and, the, and the, the emotions will come in waves and i've gotten such tremendous advice um through throughout my neighbors and friends and like i started earlier i, I do want to touch on that one more one last time is that my neighborhood's just been incredible like the you know the food train i don't think i've made a meal in eight days that you know, just the little things like that. I'm so blessed to be living in this Ladera Ranch community with all these amazing friends and family and and love I'm surrounded by. And uh, I promise I will reach out to all you guys at some point. But it it is. It's a whirlwind right now. Um, I'm glad we got to get on here. It was soothing for me. Ball game. Thank you, Chopper. Thank you. Soothing for me just to get on here and and, and brag about my dad. Like that's that's what I'm gonna do the rest of my life. You know, I, now it's. We don't, we don't ever get in that little argument, and I'm going to miss that little argument over which player is better than the other, but uh, now it's kind of fun that it's always going to be just me bragging about him, and uh, I'm glad I got to do it on your platform.
0: He finished the race, man. He finished the race. He finished it fighting. Um, that That's what I ask God for every day. Help me daily to finish the race fighting and, and leave an impact, so... Uh, Lou will inspire me on the dark days how about that you know I love it I uh, love it yeah chopper and I know
1: <clears throat> I know we were going to talk other things ball game, and uh I I can't wait to I mean let's do episode two soon we'll talk yep. talk me talk you talk baseball talk kids but uh I appreciate you letting me have this time for for
0: sweet Lou punto today oh thank you man thank you for coming on and and uh, trusting us with with this forum, this is just going to be therapeutic for for a lot of people. Yeah, awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah dude. Appreciate hey. you guys. Yeah, man. Hey, have a great day. And uh, if reach out if you need anything from us, please let us know.
0: We're in. All and right, we appreciate yeah, We'll, you, we'll do
1: it again, man. Okay.
2: Let's go. You play golf?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. I hope you can. Uh, hope you can like see past 340 yards shopper i love that hey hey that's, hey, that's like line. playing
2: with will smith dude are the uh, catcher for the dodgers dude. we play with pools and uh and he's blasting it i i swear nick it's it's 400 yards dude it's just i like, heard
1: Whoa. it's different yeah like it's different when, when albert told me that it's different like i know <laughs> that's
0: yeah
2: you do yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah we'll
2: do it right? but hey yeah love you dude and uh and, like i said we yeah love we're, you we're too man you. that was all awesome.
1: with you
0: all right, so brother. therapeutic
1: yeah. i appreciate you guys all right dude. well
0: hey love you buddy love you bud see ya see you boy.
2: man we i talk uh... about best friends and that's the thing for me with yeah. Nick. like talking about his dad and for that me with, when, yeah for me specifically love all my babies that relationship is is Bo, you know and it's like when beau says hey dad you're my best friend and that like to my core like I don't I can't even express it in words but I can only dream for Nick like when Bo's Nick's age and I'm older and it's like um you know it's an inverse of what Nick's got right now and I can only hope and pray that I live up to uh what Sweet Lou did you know and be that be that best friend to to all my babies um it's amazing you know, and it is, you're going to call your dad. I'm going to call my dad right after this too, just say, hey, I love you. And for all of our listeners do that. Like you, you just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring,
0: you know? Amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, there's, there's something pretty special about the game of baseball and uh father and son there oh. just is it's, it's almost intertwined. And, uh, I think back to every memory I have, uh, my dad's attached to it and, uh, for Nick, that's Sweet Lou, I mean every single one. I mean, it, it, losing his best friend, the guy that's going to call him about every uh, amazing thing in life, every tragic thing in life. Um, it's like losing three people in one: your dad, your coach, and your best friend. And and all we can do is honor Sweet Lou and 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 try to be like him. Try to f- run the race daily uh, at, with love and and finish the race strong. Um, his legacy. Will, um, my goodness! I mean, the power uh, of of just uh, approaching each day with that kind of love. The amount of um, the, the shock waves, the the of all these different kids he coached, and then all their lives and all the people they touch uh, in a positive way because of Sweet Lou. I mean, at a boy, at a boy, you, you did it. You did you did everything you could have done, uh, Sweet Lou, and and now Nick. As he said, he, you know, he's going he's gonna to honor him daily um, by the way he parents and coaches. So that's all I got for today's episode, brother. Same. That was amazing. And I appreciate Nick trusting us to give him kind of that space to, to brag about his dad. So yeah, pretty cool. Amazing. Uh, all right, everybody, go call dad uh, and uh, love y'all. That's it.